Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is the final word. Good evening, I'm Albie Oxenreiter, and welcome to the final word, the show that invites you into the conversation. This is the place to get your opinion on TV every Sunday night. Let's get started by introducing you to the panel for tonight, the afternoon host at 105.9 The X, Mark Madden. Yo, Jacob deGrom, you gutless punk. Shame on you for chickening out and not showing up to face the Pirates today. From our partner, DKPittsburghSports.com, Chris Carter's back. Hi, Chris. Guys, I'm just glad we're going to have Steelers training camp to talk about so that I can chill on the baseball. And from Trib, also Steelers radio host, it's Tim Benz. I went to PNC Park today expecting to see Jacob DeGrom and expecting to see a perfect game. I went to PNC Park anyway, and I saw something that was far from perfect for both teams. Some of the topics we're talking about tonight, we're looking for five words on the Jared McCann trade. The Steelers and what you're looking forward to most from training camp, championship windows for the Pens and Steelers, plus your Olympic outlook, and what event would you like to uh, compete in? First, the night's big topic, though. The, The Penguins decide who they'll protect from the Seattle crack and some key names exposed. Brandon Tanev, Marcus Pedersen, Zach Aston Reese. The Pens did decide to protect Jeff Carter and Mike Matheson. So we start with Mark. Are the Penguins making the right decisions on their protected list? There was only one decision regarding the protected list that I regard to be even remotely controversial, and that's leaving Brandon Tanev off and putting Jeff Carter on. Jeff Carter is a 36-year-old center who hasn't scored more than 17 goals since the 2016-17 season. He's in the last year of his deal, and if he got drafted by Seattle, he would most likely retire on the spot. But I suspect the Penguins are doing it to get Brandon Tanev's contract out there, which has a $3.5 million cap hit through 2025. Rutherford may have valued Tanev at that rate. I don't think Ron Hextall does. So they dangle them out there, and maybe Seattle will bite, although I doubt that the Kraken will. I think they're going to take either Zach Aston Reese or a couple long shots, Marcus Pedersen, because there aren't many good defensemen available in this draft, and maybe, and the Penguins are praying, they take Jeff Zucker and his $5.5 million cap hit because he'd be a good leader and a good captain. Chris? I mean, it makes a ton of sense if you're going to say, you know, hey, we're just sticking with this guy because we're trying to unload some salary cap space. Jared McCann's move opened up some of that salary cap space, and that's going to, you know, as Dave Molinari wrote for DK Pittsburgh Sports, like, hey, you know, this could open up some space to get some of the restricted free agents and and other guys that they need to keep on the team to keep themselves together. But, uh, you know, absolutely, you look at Jeff Carter's age, and you're like, what's going on here? Because clearly you'd want to protect 10 of the Penguins need speed, and he's a guy that was able to at least help with that youth aspect on the team, something that they've needed to get them charged. And as we saw late in the season, that was something that helped boost them going into the playoffs. That's a tough situation, but hey, uh, let's see what their plan is. The All thing right. with Tanev is that, you know, he has a lot of grit and he plays hard, but he's so small he gets hurt a lot. He missed 24 games this past year. 
Take it, Tim. That said, I still wouldn't have protected Carter. I think you're burning a useful spot by protecting Carter. That's not a blight against Carter. I thought he was really good when he came over here, surprisingly good. I say that just because there's no way that Seattle would have taken him, not only because of his age, but also because of the fact that, like Mark said, I don't know if he reports if he goes there. He might just retire. He balked at going to the Blue Jackets once before, as you recall. And also, you know, I suppose you could angle it and say if they got Carter, they might be able to spin him later in the season and get something else for him. But that boost that he got, the energy that he got when he went to Pittsburgh, he's not going to bring that same jolt going out to an expansion team. All right. A reminder, keep those comments coming. You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word, on Facebook at The Final Word. Now it's time for five words. Give us five words on the Jared McCann uh, for Hollander trade uh, from Facebook the trade was very underwhelming from Twitter cap space for another move and also from Twitter good to have Hollander back now we can turn to the panel mark your five words on that trade Jared McCann ain't Sidney Crosby people overreacted because the Penguins traded a spare part a guy who's kind of a left wing kind of a center kind of a top six kind of a bottom six sometimes he gets points sometimes he doesn't markedly inconsistent and he's 25 years old and he's already on his fourth team there's a reason for that bottom line it's no big deal and i do like calendar don't forget the penguins picked him in the second round back in 2018 and he went to toronto as part of the Kapanen deal uh, all right, Chris, five words. Opening up salary cap space. Like I said before, you know, they know that this expansion draft is coming. They know they had to plan for that. They wanted to make sure that they could prepare to keep the guys they knew they needed to keep. A lot of this, there's a lot of strategy going into this upcoming expansion draft that this, with this protected list today. I think this is all in, in anticipation of that. So not, not, I'm with Mark. This isn't that big of a deal, but I get some Pens fans are like, oh, we got to lose our minds over something right now. All right, Tim, five words. Jared McCann really doesn't matter. Uh, when you look at him, I see a baseball player who is described as toolsy, a guy who can do a little bit of everything but doesn't stand out in any one given department. I see an NBA player who's drafted in the second round, a guy who came out of college a little too early that's six foot seven and makes just enough threes to make you think that he's got that shot, but he really doesn't. And he's got a crossover, but he doesn't have a handle. Like, that's how I see Jared McCann. That's the hockey equivalent to me. Uh, the Penguins losing him is not going to determine whether they finally get out of the first round again or not. All right. The expansion draft is Wednesday evening. We're going to be talking to some Steelers as training camp gets ready to begin in a few days. What are you looking forward to the most from Twitter? Is Ben back and healthier or just another year older? The panel debates it next on The Final Word. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the final word. Welcome back. I'm Albie Oxenrider. Tonight we're with Mark and Chris and Tim. And Steelers start training camp on the south side on Thursday. What storyline are you most interested in seeing evolve through camp, Tim? I would like to see how they're planning to protect Ben Roethlisberger and patch this offensive line together. But I think it's going to be with a hope and a prayer. And I don't know if we're actually going to be able to 
physically see it. But I also want to see how the Mac Canada offense is brought together and how much we're going to see a change from what existed with Randy Feetner. Again, whether it's successful or a failure, that's going to depend on how the offensive line performs. But I want to see how intricate it's really going to be. All right, let's go back to Twitter. We'd like to see the quarterbacks battle for the backup position since they may be uh, our starter in a year or two. Uh, Chris, what are you looking forward to most? I mean, I'm with Tim. It's the offensive line, and not just the protection part, but the run blocking portion, because that's yep. going to be a huge part of this offense. The Steelers ranked dead last in rushing per rushing yards per carry and total rushing offense last year. They need this group to be physical. Now, new coach, a new lineman coach, Adrian Clem, says, hey, last year they were being coached to basically take two steps and seal a guy, not to fire off and crush them and pancake them five yards down the field. This young group of all guys who are in their 20s, which is something they haven't had for a bit, that's what they're going to try to do with this group. Can they? That's going to be the story. But also another thing we saw in minicamp, there are a lot of guys, people said, ooh, he looks quick. Ooh, he looks fine. None of that mattered because they didn't wear pads. Now we're going to see when training camp starts who's physical, who can hit people, and that'll be what sets up the preseason to see what kind of battles actually shake out. But that's the story that I'm looking on right now. Mark's next. I want to see if there's any evidence of Ben's reported newfound dedication to diet and conditioning because Minicamp was just a couple weeks ago, and he looked exactly the same, <laughs> which is to say like a really good beer league softball player. Ben's 39. He just is what he is. I don't suspect much is going to change. I also want to see if Devin Bush comes to camp or leaves in a straitjacket by then. <laughs> and I also want to see if Dwayne Haskins gets that 20 grand back from that Instagram model. <laughs> oh, Go on Twitter. You'll, you'll see what I mean. Combining some football and hockey, both the Steelers and Penguins believe they will contend for championships. So, which team's championship window is more open for the coming season, the Pens or the Steelers, Chris? If it's just this season, I think they're actually pretty much the same. Because here's the thing with the Steelers. Yeah, they have a shorter window because when Ben Roethlisberger retires, they'll need to find another quarterback, and, that, and that's a done deal. But this is a group that went 12-4 and with the worst rushing offense in the NFL. That group, any, when you look at throughout NFL history, especially the last 10 years, if you're the last rushing team in the league, you're 12, you're 4 and 12, you're 5 and 11, you're 3 and 13. They were 12 and 4 with that group. Now, granted, they got some changes on defense. I think they got a shot there. The Penguins, as long as Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and their core is together, they're going to have a shot for the longest time. If I had to say one year, sure, Steelers, I guess maybe, but both of them, I think, are in situations where they're aging and they got to figure something out right now. All right, I'm glad you picked one there. Dean was starting to Dean was starting to yap at me. All right, from Facebook, uh, the Pens, because there's more opportunity for average teams in the NHL as opposed to the NFL. Uh, Tim, what do you think? Which window? I'm not so sure about that. You can get into the playoffs pretty close to 500 in the National Football League with that seventh spot. Seven and um, nine for the eight, NFC East, right? I, I'll say this. Uh, I think it's a closed case for both teams. I think the window is closed, and I'm not even feeling the draft. But if you make me pick one, I will pick the Pittsburgh Penguins because at least they still have Sidney Crosby. At least they still have Chris Letang and Jake Gensel. I think they have a higher percentage of good players at positions of need than the Steelers do. All right, Mark, which window? Albie, I'm afraid I've got some <laughs> bad news. The window's closed for both. They're both pretty good teams, but ain't neither of championship caliber. If you made me pick one, I'd say the Penguins because, like Tim said, they have Crosby. And even though you can get into the NFL playoffs with, like Chris said, a 7-9 record, very few teams can get through the tournament 
if they start as a real low seed. So I'm going to say Penguins. Look at the Canadians in this year's final. Mm. Look at Dallas in last year's final. Yeah, and Chris, when you said seven and nine, that's usually for a bad division. No, that's a good point. Is the wild card at seven and nine, and this division for the Steelers. I don't see a seven win team winning the division. I, I can see I like there. a nine win team being the seventh seed, but that's still being a nine win team overall in the conference and not just emerging out of a bad division. No, that's very fair. All right, real fast. Mark, uh, do both the Steelers and Penguins make the playoffs this coming season? Uh, the Penguins will. The Steelers will not. If you made me go all or nothing, I'd say both won't. But I think Penguins do, Steelers don't. All right, the Olympics begin this week right here on Channel 11, the Summer Games. One year late. What event are you most looking forward to? And what event would you uh, like to do if you could, Mark? Well, either wing eating or women's basketball. <laughs> Those are the events I'd like to get involved with. In, in terms of uh, what I'm looking forward to watching, honestly, nothing at all. But uh, I always like to see if the NBA Goliath gets upset in men's basketball. Because the U.S. should win every game handily, but they just lost a couple exhibition games to lesser nations, so perhaps they're vulnerable. But I, I do tune in occasionally for men's basketball. All right. From Facebook, baseball, I want to see if Todd Frazier will hit better than 086. <laughs> Dang. Fire. That guy stole what I should have said. <laughs> Chris, you're next. Uh, anything Simone Biles does. Uh, yeah, this is one of the greatest athletes of our generation. She's an amazing, she's an amazing gymnast. Uh, so, so long as she's a lot, so long as she's performing, I'm going to watch whatever she does. I, I think that, that she's fantastic. This is probably the last time we're going to see her. If she does four years down the line, which I don't think she will, it wouldn't be nearly in her prime. So I'm going to watch everything that she does as far as gymnastics. As far as things that I'd like to do, I'm a hefty guy. So uh, give me something like the shot put. I, it may only go two feet, far, two feet far, but I will at least put my weight behind it. So that's about all I can do. Tim, you're next. Well, I'm going to go back to the basketball card because uh, even at five foot six and somebody who doesn't have a left hand, I think I could help based on the way they performed so far in the exhibition series. Uh, that's the one I would like to play, and that's the one I'm going to watch the most because I just want to see if Team USA can cover the spread against Nigeria yeah. with the way they've been playing. Albie, you know my big bet to dominate the Olympics? Yes. COVID. Oh, it's yeah, it's already well. it's already peaking up. And, and about USA basketball, it's just further showing like a lot of these NBA guys. They're not showing up. They don't seem to care enough about it because it's like, hey, we, we, we do fine anyways. And if they lose... Who cares? If they lose, everyone's mad at them. If they win, who cares? Like, you're supposed to win. All right. I'm looking forward to swimming, and I would run the hurdles backwards because Roger Kingdom told me I could. Oh. I wouldn't win a medal, but I could do it anyway. All right. When we come back, we're going to go around the horn on any topic. The final word is next. Well, it's that time of the night. It's time for the final word, and everybody gets a chance. Tim Benz, you're up first. I've spent a lot of this week fending off Pirate fans on Twitter who are mad at me because I'm not making a bigger deal over their draft, and I'm not fully embracing this draft as the biggest single acquisition of talent in any sort of professional sport since the 1974 Steelers. There you go. Uh, look, 
Uh, I hope they all turn out to be great players. I hope the Pirates eventually get good again. But don't try to sell me on Jack Leiter slipping to number two indicates that he was flawed all along. And this is my favorite. He's too short. That's the one I keep getting. He's too short. Listen, he's six foot 205. That's almost as big as Sidney Crosby. If Sidney Crosby can be that big and play hockey, Jack Leiter can throw a baseball. He's bigger than Pedro. He's the same size as Glavin and Maddox. And I bet you're going to wish that he was a pirate about five or six years from now. Mark, final word. Unless my admittedly hazy memory is failing me, I go on Twitter to discuss the Penguins protected list. And the same people who were complaining when Brandon Tanev got signed that he got too much for too long are the same people complaining now that he's not protective. Oh my God, you can't lose that guy for nothing. Yo, Penguin fans, I can see Steeler fans being mad on Twitter. The Steelers have choked in each of the last three seasons. But Penguin fans, you won Stanley Cups in 09, 16, and 17. Be grateful, quit crying, and please shut the hell up. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Our final word now from social media. Oh, Chris, did I forget Chris? Yeah, you totally forgot me, Albie. It doesn't matter what you think, man. To be, to Get be out fair, of here. Chris, you weren't doing great. Maybe it would have made the show more <laughs> compact. Go ahead, Chris. My my bad. Totally fine. My my final word is about the Pittsburgh Steelers getting ready for training camp. One thing about this team that I think is being underrated is how valuable this defense is at the top of the list. You look at Alex Highsmith. I think he's going to be a really good putt replacement for Bud Dupree. The guy has a lot of fundamentals down already. He's very explosive off the ball. I think that you got two, you got three guys ranked in the top 10 of their positions in the NFL in that front. Devin Bush said by several NFL exec executives over the past couple weeks that he would have been in their top 10 had he been healthy. And Minka Fitzpatrick is the best safety. That defense can carry them, but they need help in the depth. And they start to talk about maybe Melvin Ingram being that guy. That would be an answer. All right. Thank you. And apologies there, Chris. Our final word now from social media from Facebook. Mike says, Wrestling USA for the gold. As we mentioned, the Olympics will be starting with the opening ceremonies right here in Channel 11 Friday night. Athletes from around the world going for the gold, and we will have you covered every step of the way. However, because of NBC's coverage, the final word will be taking three weeks off. What? Yeah, Craziness. I'm, Craziness. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> we'll see you again with the best sports debate, though, in town four weeks from right now. For Chris, Tim, and Mark, I'm Albie Oxenrider. Good night.